up? What's up, bitches? Welcome back to an exciting episode of Positively Uncensored, because today I'm joined by another reality TV content creator. I'm sure that you've seen him on TikTok, Robert Buckman, at Robert Buckman. Follow him if you haven't seen him already. Welcome, Rob, to the show. How are you doing? I'm so excited. This is my first podcast interview, so this I'm excited. We can't. I can't wait to get into the nitty gritty of TV with you. Oh my god, this is amazing! I feel super flattered that I'm your first podcast, and I know that you're going to do amazing because I love listening to your content. We're going to see because I ramble a lot, so I'm like, uh, that's why I have to have control timing on my videos. So we're going to see. <laughs> like that three minute mark, you're like, really? It's up already? Like I was it's still going. <laughs> and then some. I don't want to do it a part two because I'm like, are people going to really watch a part two? So I'm just like, I have to let it go. I do the same thing sometimes. It's like, well, I really did have more to say, but that's where it's going to cap. Okay, so I'm curious. How long have you been doing reality content creation? Like, when did you get into it? So, originally, I was, again, getting a TikTok. I did not want to get a TikTok because so many people said they were addicted. So, I was like, I'm not getting a TikTok. Then I got a TikTok, I want to say, the beginning of... I want to say 2020, like the end of 2020. And then I started posting like other stuff, like trying to be like funny content, but it did not sell. It did not work. So in, I want to say it was 22, it was 2020. The second one, it was the second season of Love is Blind when Love is Blind came out. I did a video on Jared and Ayana just really posting it because I was ranting and my friends were not replying to my text fast enough <laughs> because I have a reality group chat and they weren't replying fast enough. And I was like, let me make a rant TikTok. I said, nobody's really going to see it. And it just went in like the first few days, nobody really saw it. Like there was a few likes, a few comments, but I kind of let it just go. And within a week time, I promise you it was going viral. Like I went to sleep and it was like, at, I want to say like 50,000 like views. And then I woke up and it was like 250,000. And I was kind of amazed because I'm just like, this many people are actually watching me. And more people wanted like my opinions on the other cast members. Then it started being like, I want to know your thoughts on other shows. And just kind of from that, it just was a down, like a downhill of all the reality show stuff. So I was like, this is my niche at this point. So I've just been doing this since then. Oh my God. First of all, I love that. Second of all, I have to know, cause I'm a curious mind. What were you saying about Jared and Ayana? Because I loved that season. I was literally telling, I was like, I, it, I posted, it was like right after the first part, the pod episodes had dropped. So I was like saying like, Ayana, please do. Why are you saying like, why are you accepting this man? Like this man is like, he's your second pick. He said, this is your second pick. He wanted Mallory. I was like, he does not want you. I was like, no man. After a second pick, it never works. So it's just like, baby, like, please have some self-respect. Please do not say yes to him. And then she was like crying and then she ends up saying yes. And I was like, it's not going to work. And of course I was right. It didn't work. You were so spot on. I got a bad feeling about him too. Like the whole going out thing. I was like, oh no, like this is going to be a problem. Like he, I think he said he goes out like three times a week, like, like Wednesdays, other weekdays. I was like, oh my God, like this is like when you know. And when you're a guy of a particular age, I feel like some of that stuff has to go down. Like you can't go out like when you're young, like you can't go out as much as you were when you're younger. So it was just a red flag. And then she was like, I like to stay at home and read my book. I was like, this is not working. And like deep down, I was like, he, I know he wants Mallory. Like I know he wants her and like he would see her. And I'm just like, hey, it's just not going to work. It's just not going to work. And it's no shade towards people who love to go out, but that's a good point. Like 
Ayana liked to stay home. Like she was like more like introvert. She wanted to be home. And because he's not like that, it's like kind of incompatible. And granted you, I'm not saying that you can't, like you can't go out. Like Same. once you get that, but it's just like when you have a partner who has like kind of a different, like opposite of you, you kind of have to find a compromise. And I don't feel like he was willing to compromise on top of like those uh, marital affairs that he was having. So so I have another question. And when you were when we were talking right before we got on air, so you mentioned the fact that there's like a funeral business in your family. So naturally, I'm in the middle of Real Housewives of Atlanta, made it to season 11. I'm obviously thinking of Phaedra. And like, just what would you, I wanted to ask you what your Real Housewives tagline would be. But now that you mentioned that, I'm like, would you use something about owning, you know, like a funeral home in your tagline? Like, what would you do? I personally wouldn't use it because the funeral business is such a, tr- a such a tricky business that I would not like want my name out there, which I commend Phaedra on when she first came out there because the funeral home that she was working with and doing her apprenticeship with is is a big funeral home in Atlanta. Like it's one of the bigger ones. So like I commend her for doing it and like kind of showing that side because I feel like there's not a lot of like funeral business in reality TV show because like people think of it as so gloomy that you don't want to really talk about it. But I feel like she did a good job of kind of showcasing that it can be exciting at some point and like how hard it can be to get into the business and like, you know, having to study. So I do appreciate that aspect. But if I wasn't reality TV show, I don't think I would want to, I would want to bring it in. Just the fact that like, cause I work with my parents. So like, I wouldn't want to bring that, that relationship into any reality TV show. But if it was like me and somebody like, like a whole cast of like other people, I think that would be different. Yes. That's a really good point, too. Like, they, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I just wanted to say they never have funerals in reality television. Like, they never have someone who works at a funeral home. So, I loved seeing that side of it, too. And it's always just so, always like, oh, it's so sad. And, like, you know, there'll be like times where they'll show you, like, you know, somebody happens and they'll show funeral scenes and they're always sad. So, it's just like, it's always thought of about, like, I'm not saying negative, but just so gloomy and sad. And, like, sometimes you, the funeral business is not always that way. So I like, I appreciate that. Me too. I like how she said she's going to put the boom in the tomb. I'll never forget <laughs> her saying that. <laughs> and like, I definitely thought she had potential because I feel like the way she is and like the way she was going like over and beyond with the events that she would have like for like her baby shower, then her son's birthday parties. Like she definitely has that eye for like being creative. So I definitely thought, you know, if she wanted to do this like full time, she definitely could do that. Absolutely. I'm curious if Phaedra is still involved in the funeral business. I'll have to look that up post-interview. Because I think she's kind of like kind of relaxed off of that. But like I'm pretty, she has a funeral director license, so she probably still goes to conventions and things like that and kind of renews that stuff. So I, I, would, I would still love her to open up a funeral home. I think she would be good at it. I agree. I absolutely agree. And she was good at the consoling aspect too. Like she, like, I remember when they had her do like a trial run through, um, I, I felt like if I was that family, I would have felt very cared for. Yes, I I do. And like, you see, and like, you see kind of patterns, like working in this business, you see kind of patterns with other people and she does have a, like, from what I've seen and like just nurturing the way she does with her children, you, I I can see how she could be very compassionate to family. So like, I, I thought it was I thought it was a smart career choice for her. Absolutely. So wait, going back to the taglines, now that we've had a couple minutes to back burner in the mind, what do you think yours would be? I always get this question and it's so hard because it's just like, man, I, I never think of it. It just never comes <laughs> to me. Like I'll have to literally sit and like write it down, like just like going off the dome. It'd be so hard. Do you have one? 
I did. Well, I did what you said. Like I've been trying to figure one out for a long time. I'm like, what would I say if I, on the chance that like my guest asks me this back and then I'm just like, well, (laughs) I didn't have anything prepared. So, um, so I'm a pastor's kid and I think I would try and my, also my last name is sour. So I think I would use one of those two things in my tagline, but I think I would say, um, my last name may be sour, but I'm sweet to the touch. Ooh, I love that. <laughs> Mine was going to be, um, I might be a cast, a pastor's kid, but I'll still slap the Jesus into you and like something fun. Like I was like, I don't know, not that I would really slap anybody, but it would just be kind of fun to say. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a PGK. Like my, my, all my, my grandparents on my mom's side are ministers. So I definitely, I definitely get where you're coming from. Like just something like fun and spicy about you or like, I'll pray for you, but you don't know what that means. You know what I mean? Like something like <laughs> Something like that. I love connecting with people who have um, like ministers in their family because it seems like no matter where you live, like what state we come from, we all have a lot of similar similarities in our upbringings and like the ways that our families are. And similar experiences, like especially like going to churches often, you know, as we were forced to go. Like now, you know, it's not as bad, but like younger, it was definitely like, oh, you got to go here and you got to participate in this and you got to do this. Like, because I, when I was young, I'm, well, when I was younger, my mom used to be the choir director at church, um, aside from my grandparents' church. And we would always have to go, like, I would I would have to be, like, on the junior ushers. I would have to sing in the youth choir. And, like, I had to do all this stuff because, like, she was doing it, so I had to do it as well. And then with my grandparents, I would have to, like, anytime I would go visit my grandparents, it's just like, we can go do this, but we got to go to the nursing home. Same. And I would, yes. And I would have to go, and my, grand, my granddad would be like, oh, give her a kiss on the cheek. And I'm like... And like, this is like eight year old me, like, same. I I relate so, so hard to that. And you do things that are weird. Like I remember I like wrote a sermon because my dad was writing sermons. So I performed it (laughs) at age 10 for the whole church, like 300 people. And I was like, the devil is as real as you and me. And that, that was like the title of the sermon. And I went in about how the devil may be like you can't see him, but he's just as real as like a physical person. And I was pretty good. I could have made a career in ministry, to be honest. But there's that experience of first seeing somebody filled with the Holy Ghost. And when you watch them as a kid, like they're up and they're moving the arms and they're speaking the language. And it's like, wow. And what denomination? So I grew up like non-denomination. However, I also am Protestant. And then my dad being a pastor, we were friends with people in Baptist church, Methodist, Pentecostal. So those are the churches that we went to when we weren't at our own church. So I grew up like in Baptist, Methodist, like right alongside my church. And that's how like we all, how I grew up Baptist. And then like kind of when I got older, I saw kind of other denominations or like things of that nature because we went to those churches. But honestly, like being at such a young age, I really wasn't paying attention. I just want to go home. I'm just like, it's Sunday. Like there's a new movie coming on at eight o'clock. Like high school musical one is coming on at eight o'clock. I want to go home. (laughs) I love that. And it's just like, you have to stay. And then it's like, I used to like, I used to go and I used to be like one of those people because when my mom was a choir director, if the tra- if the car I had to travel, I would have to travel with her because I was like kind of younger. Um, my sister stayed, you know, with her dad because she was like such a baby. So my mom couldn't tow her around. So I would have to go, and I I would always like, and if we sang at a guest church, I would sing in the choir because I you know I didn't sit by myself. And then like if I was at a guest church, that would be the only time I would sing solos, and like sometimes, but like I would sing one little solo all the time. And like every time we travel, and I was like, uh, growing up, I'm like, wow. 
so different now. But it was just like it was just it's just that pressure of like having to do everything. But like I'm grateful for that background because like, you know, I look at other people like other people don't have the same background I did and like I feel like I turned out a lot better just because I had it. I agree. Do you know that song that they always sing in Real Housewives of Atlanta? Um, something about the eye. Um, it's like, um, oh God, it's like the eye of the cross or something. I've never heard it. I think it's an old school hymn, which I'm very familiar with all the hymns, but I've never heard it. And they sing it every time there's like a singing competition. Anytime there's like anything, they're singing like the eye of the something. And I'm like, this has to be like a Georgia song. Cause like, I've never heard this shit ever. <laughs> I, I had to go back and watch because I, I I probably would know if I listened to it. Um, so I probably had to go back and watch. We'll plug it once we need to go back. I'll fi- we'll figure it okay. out together. <laughs> so let's talk about Real Housewives of New York for a second because there's a new season and yes. we're both similar in the fact that we've never watched the original. So I loved that. Yes, um, my friend said I had to watch the original, but I was like, okay, it's so many seasons, and like that's one thing about it. it's hard being like a new housewives fan is so many seasons that you have to go back and watch to get to a certain point that's why i was like when they did a reboot they said it's like completely new i said i'm gonna hop on it because i'll understand everything that's going on and just judging from like people's comments like people are kind of being well receptive of the cast Mm -hmm. and i'm honestly glad because they were getting a bulk of it like people were like really talking i'm like they're not the ogs they're not the ogs they're not the originals and i was like i don't know the originals like renichu i do know them like i know ramona like i know Brenda, i know um bethany like those are the people that come to my mind when people talk about um, new york so i was like i'm excited but i honestly really love it um just from like what i've seen housewives it's a great start and i feel like they have a lot of potential some of them some of them i don't know how it's gonna go um just judging but but i'm very surprised on how much i love jenna lyons i love jenna lyons um because like so many people are like oh she's gonna be like super laid back because already like when they were doing like the pre pre-show clips i was like okay i'm really gonna love brennan and when Jenna came on there and like she shows her personality, I was like, she's she's meant for housewives. Um, and I think like the reboot kind of shows what real housewives needs to go back to. And it's just unseriousness and like people being kind of laid back and being able to enjoy themselves. I love like watching them. And I feel like none of them are like in a point where they're like super rich and like talking about, oh, I have this and my father have that. I feel like they're mostly humble, like. Oh, you know, and like showing their partners and they're all nice. Like they seem like very moderate uh, housing for like, you know, having money. So I, I honestly love that about the reboot. I'm really, I think they should do it with Atlanta, but that's a different conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I've been hearing that. I've been hearing people say that a lot of the like OG housewife shows that are at 15 season 16, whatever, they should do a reboot. But I agree with everything you said on New York. Um, because I like the cast so far. I think there's a lot of potential. I think that Jenna surprised me by being, you know, so interesting. And I like the fact that she holds a few things to her chest. I I know that they're supposed to put their whole life on blast, but I think she deserves privacy and who her partner is. And I feel like the other ladies are just mad that they like overshare. Like it's like when you overshare and then someone doesn't do it back, you're like, wait, I just trauma dumped. <laughs> And I think it's like I think that's kind of important when it comes to being on a like housewives show. Just from seeing, there are some things you want to keep to yourself because 
keeping stuff to yourself kind of projects longevity on the show because somebody is always looking for you because you never know jenna's partner might be like she wants to be on next season so that's jenna's storyline of like you're seeing their relationship kind of develop and i feel like some things you have to keep to yourself but like for example like Jessel, like when she was saying like her her marital problems, I was like, oh, this is kind of a lot. And this is like episode like episode three, two, like. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I feel like she's kind of setting herself up for a divorce. Mm-hmm. I can see but, that. On one hand, I really appreciate her honesty because those are conversations that women can really not have without a lot of judgment. Like if you say you haven't had sex in a year, the pressure becomes like, well, go home and get on it. You know what I mean? Like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Like if you don't use it, you lose it. They literally say that to her, but I appreciate the fact that, um, she like shows the side of like post having children. Like she's just like not mentally there, maybe not confident in her body, but Jessel's delivery is bad and she's very bitchy and brute. And I think that, like you said, that could set her up for divorce and a lot of feuds. And like, I've seen a lot of comments like after the whole lingerie thing, because, Another part was, okay, the lingerie might not have been flattering on her, but also at the same time, they had a conversation going up there talking about how she might not be comfortable with her first, like her postpartum body. So it's like, okay. I don't think, I don't know if she would have felt comfortable in some of the stuff that might have been skinched, like, you know, a two piece or something showing. So I feel like in that respect, Jenna was being very considerate, you know, after her having a fresh baby, like her delivery is very terrible. And like, that might, I, I, and I, I've seen it give her a lot of hate. I've been a lot of people's favorite. And then a lot of, like, she, for a lot of people, I haven't seen her favorite. And Cy, I haven't seen her be a lot of people's favorite. Um, but if you had to, like, after watching Housewives, if you had to tell me who I think will stay, Jenna, if she decides to do another season, Aaron and Brennan are kind of like that, like, duo. They're like frenemies. Like, we're good friends. But, you know, they got, they're going to go back and forth tit, tit for tat about some things. Yuba, I think it's, I think she's like, she has a little comic relief. And I can't wait to see us open up her life a little bit more. Those four right there, I can see carrying a franchise side. And just so I'll have to see. I have to watch the rest of the season to see if, if, if they have what it takes. I completely agree because I agree with the public's criticisms as well. Like Jessel's a little bit, not a little, Jessel's fat phobic. Like for her to say that she feels bad getting a size large lingerie and no, no girl wants to see that you want to see an extra small or a small, like, did you real like for something like maybe you would say that to your friend on FaceTime that you're known for 10 years and you just feel bad and you know, they're not going to say anything. You don't say that on television and you especially don't like put that thought in like other women's minds. You know what I mean? Like that's a you problem. And I also thought it was kind of rude because Jenna is trying to get to know all these girls because, like, Jenna does not know. she. From what I've seen, like, she only knows Aaron, and then, you know, she was cool with Brennan. And I feel like, you know, for her to go out of her way to try to accommodate everybody as best as she could, especially since she's not used to, like, being in an environment with a lot of women in a close space, like, kind of sharing intimate details of their life, I just feel like it came out bad. I personally, I think, you know, me personally... I would have, I might have texted my friend and be like, I hate this, I hate this, but like, <laughs> on the side, I, if you give me a gift, I'm going to be appreciative. Like, you know, person, I might hate it, but like, I'm going to be very appreciative, especially if we're filming a reality show. 
it just came off very terrible. It was just very bad. Right. Like in the confessional, fine. Say, so Jenna's gift, I felt like a Christmas tree, like wrapped up, but I didn't tell her that, you know what I mean? Like I, I made the best of it and that would be fine. And maybe even funny and well-received like, okay, yeah, you didn't like that gift relatable. It's happened to all of us, but yeah, she was just super rude. And it felt like high school where, or college even, um, we're like in your early twenties when you go home early, like everyone's like, oh, like you're no fun. Like, why don't you ever stay out with all of us? Like you always go home early. Meanwhile, you're just tired and like working 40 plus hours a week. Um, and Jenna just wanted to like sleep in quiet rather than go down there and tell everyone to shut the fuck up. Like what she could have done. <laughs> like she and, just chose to go home and they were so mad. I, they were so mad. And I was like, I think it was very considerate that she did leave and she could yes. come back in the morning because I was just like, she missed nothing. Um, and like Greenwich, you like, I don't feel like she would have made a big, like Jenna seems like one of those, like you give her, like, you know, if you give her a little something, she ain't going to do too much. Like, cause like they were playing, Oh, we could have slept in her room. I don't think she would have had a problem s- staying in like the kids room or like switching rooms with somebody just to accommodate, like, just, you know that. But I feel like it was kind of ridiculous to be like, you're not staying here. Everybody stay here. Y'all even staying cause you had a house. It was just ridiculous. It was just very rude to me. It was like, if you don't love every, and like on one hand, I felt kind of bad for Erin because she brings in these chefs and she has this like spread of whatever it's called, caviar. Um, Yeah, caviar and like Pringles. And I don't even like Pringles. I would have been pissed too. And me too. I would have left. Like I would, but like also it's like, okay, I see the effort, but you don't have to like put on that air for reality TV. I don't feel like, and I feel like, you know, you're trying to kind of try to like portray yourself as like this person, but like they all, they all seem like they would have been cool with like deli sandwiches and chips. <laughs> some people like, some people, you know, you do see like, there's some people in the housewife that probably would have expected caviar. Like you're coming to the Hamptons. I want caviar. I want everything, you know that. But like, I feel like in this group of girls, I feel like they're so diverse. And I feel like a lot of them are like, um, how do I say rags to riches stories. So it's just like, they're used to like, you know, things not of a certain quality. So, like, I feel like you would have been cool, like, the place that you were talking about. Even if you went and got a sound, like a sandwich tray from there, I feel like everybody would have been cool. And it just didn't seem like there was nothing in her pantry to see there, which I would have probably shopped for, like, even if they're, like, healthy snacks. But I would have had, like, granola bars. I would have had stuff. Like, even if you wanted to make your own sandwich, I would have got cut deli cuts so y'all would have had stuff to eat. And it's so interesting that Aaron was the one who took them to like allegedly like a shitty restaurant that everyone was embarrassed to eat at. I'm picturing like Buca de Beppo's or something. And then um, she's also the one who at her house has like five star cuisine and is like very offended if people want to just eat sandwiches. Like I'm like, what's happening here? Like you like pick a side Aaron. like you can't be down to earth. And then on one hand, want people to wear gloves and have finger food. Like it doesn't work like that. Especially over cheese. Like, I was like, uh, after the whole argument over that, I was just like, uh, let's, let's just keep it, let's keep it cool. Um, let's talk about Summer House a little bit because okay. we didn't get a reunion. And I think they're filming, I think they filmed season two or started. I think they're in the process. They're in the process because, like, um, what's the, um, what's that? Jasmine was saying, like, how Silas was uh, being deployed. So he was going to miss season two. Um, and I, I really wasn't surprised that we didn't get a, get a reunion because um, a lot of shows first season tr- they you know really don't or they'll get like a like a watch what happens live special. Um, but I wasn't surprised. I wish we would have got one because I feel like there were some things left unsaid, and I feel like there were some things that I wish were resolved. 
um, before going into a different season. Um, but I honestly enjoyed it. Like, same going back to, like, I love watching shows from the beginning just to see the progress. And the cast has so much potential. But I feel like it's going to take, like, another season for us to get it all back. Now, who did you not want to see return? Because for me, it was Silas. And then I felt bad as fuck that I like made a video. And I'm like, honestly, Silas, don't come back next season. Ten minutes later, Jasmine's like, so Silas is deployed with like the yellow heart. And I was like, oh, my God. I didn't want Silas to come back because that's my that's my fraternity brother. Like him and um, uh, Preston are like my fraternity brothers. But I was just like, I can't support this. I was just like, it was I don't I didn't like it. I was very uncomfortable with their interactions. Like. Um, Silas and Jasmine's interactions because it was very much like domestic violence. Exactly. Like, There's like that kind of trigger. And I say like he puts his hands on her. Right. But like there was actions that make you assume that like that's where it goes. And it's just like what would we what would we not see if the cameras weren't there? I always think that like what would we not see? And like the way he was like trigger over like her not making breakfast. He was just like um, you know we're used to on a schedule. And I'm like you're on vacation. You can't make your own breakfast. And then he got mad because the, she ironed the pants. And I was just like, if if you didn't expect her to like get your clothes ready, then things like that wouldn't happen. And even and he – oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. You go ahead. Okay. All I was going to say is he even got mad that she left. Like he was like, if you leave while I'm getting ready, then you can't help me get ready. You know what I mean? So like he was mad at her for doing that. And I think it spoke volumes when she left the door open and she was like – no, like, let's let the whole house hear you then. Go ahead and say what you were saying. And he, like, backed off because that does resemble domestic violence. Like, that is kind of, like, a red flag because he won't feel emboldened enough for other people to see it. But behind closed doors, he's very intimidating. And like I said on a lot of my stuff, I feel like he had unrealistic expectations of a wife being submissive. Um, I feel like he thinks this is like the 1960s where, you know, the wife doesn't work. She's at home taking care of the kids. She's supposed to iron. She's supposed to cook the food. She's supposed to do everything. And you're supposed to just sit there and chillax. And like, grant you, if you like believe in submission, like, I ain't no problem with that. But I feel like we've gone to a, a quality in life to where we have to switch those ideas into something else. Submissive means something different than it did back then. Absolutely. Things should still be healthy. Like regardless of submissive or not, you can do that in a way that's not compromising. Um, like who's putting in more effort in the relationship or feeling like you're caring for a child. It shouldn't be like that. Because I should, I should, I, I don't feel like you should put any obligations on a woman to like make some, like they cook. Cause like she works too. Like she, she has a full, she has a full time job too. And I feel like, you know, grant you, if a woman didn't work, you know, I would see her in a more submissive role, but like if a woman works, I can't expect her to be as attentive as she is, like, without a job. Absolutely. And it's just like, why would I expect her to make dinner every night? Like, I can make dinner every night. Like, I can iron my own clothes. Like, I can pick my own clothes. I can pull it all out. Um, and I just feel like that mindset did not carry over. And, like, it was just unrealistic, in my opinion. Absolutely agree. Who do you want to come back for next season? Like, who do you want to see back? I wasn't a fan of Bria, but I would like her. Uh, I think I would like Jordan to come back. For sure. Was it? Yeah. Jordan, I would like Jordan to come back. I would like um, Amir to come back. Honestly, I wouldn't want Silas and Jasmine to come back. But if Jasmine comes back by herself, I, I think she's a little bit more manageable. I think she'll have a little bit more fun. Um, I wasn't a fan of Nick. I wouldn't return. I wouldn't bring Nick back. Um, he can go. <laughs> 
it was I, I wasn't the biggest fan of Alex either because I feel like he was messy towards the end. He like was um, riding on the fact that he was John Legend's like cousin too. Like that was cousin. like half of his relevancy. Like the way like. I don't like the way he went back and was telling Jordan certain things and making it look a certain way when that hmm. was not the case. Um, Agreed. Also, I think it was J- um, the other guy. What was that guy? I think it was Jason that came in last minute. Like he was um, Jasmine's friend. I think he. I think I would like to see more out of him as well. Oh yeah, uh, Preston. I loved Preston. Preston, definitely Preston. Bring him back. And then um, the other two girls. Um, I think one of her names was Summer. Yes. Summer, and then it was one other girl. Shanice. Shanice. Those two, I would, I would have them return because I don't feel like they got a fair. Like, I feel like they were, like, with them being there only a short amount of time, we didn't get to see as much as we should have. So I would bring those back. I also feel like Mariah needs another chance because I don't feel like she got a fair chance in the house. And I would, and I'm wondering, like, can they bring in other people? Because I would love if they stole Gabby Prescott, who doesn't get enough airtime on regular Summer House, and grabbed her and Danielle, her sister, and put them on Summer House Martha's Vineyard. I would like to see, like, I, would, I think a crossover would be nice. Like, I, I honestly like it. But yeah, I definitely think we need more. Like, I, I want more people in there. I would like there more people in there. New, new people. That's Agreed. like connected somehow. But yeah, but I'm one of those people. I can be honest with you. I might not like you, but if you're good TV, I'll add you to my show. Like, I'll add you to the show. Like, Bria, I feel like Bria was nasty in certain aspects. But, you know, so, like, when she, like, when Alex is, no, it was Nick's girlfriend came. Yeah. And she was like, oh, did you know, like, Nick was in the other girl's DMs? I, I, I appreciated that. It was messy, but I appreciate it for reality. I'm like, you're real for that because if I'm sitting there looking stupid and I go home a week later and watch this show, I'm going to be pissed. Like, so I appreciate the realness. Also, and I enjoy, I also like um, Bria's um, boyfriend. Um, what's his name? Simon. I thought he was good. I didn't. I didn't I didn't know like how he was going to come in the house and kind of react, but I feel like he was cool. Like he was cool. Like I feel like you know he didn't do too much, and like I feel like. He wasn't, like, trying to play that whole, like, I'm going to just take up for my girlfriend all the time. Like, he was being like that because I feel like she was kind of being unfair in certain moments. And I liked him. I think he was having a good time. Like, he was on the table dancing. Everybody's drinking. Like, he had a great time. And I, we enjoyed that. And Because I, I was like, <laughs> he might come in and not understand and, like, have fun. But he yes. was having a great time. He had a great time. And I told Bria in our interview, too, I was like – the apprehension for Simon coming in is just how white people act in a black space sometimes where they take up all of the space and they suddenly mm-hmm. like make it about them or they like too loud, like too everything. Um, so I appreciated the fact that when he came in, he wasn't that way. You know what I mean? Like he didn't overtake the situation. Like he didn't sure. Too much. Yeah. He jumped in the what? pool with his clothes on. I was like, so I was like, Oh my God, you're kind of wild, but I liked it. <laughs> and I, I was like, I enjoyed that. Cause I ain't gonna lie to say, he, he gave me a watch. I've been like, Welcome to the Same. house. I was like, "Welcome to the house." Here you go. Like, you can have my Thank room. You. Like, and he was buying like liquor. I was like, "Oh wow!" Like, you can come on in. Like, we love a person who brings gifts. So let's switch. Roll. Let's switch for a second. And do you have you been watching Vanderpump? Like, you're caught up. Yes, I I pretty much know all of this stuff. Plus, kind of the background of what's going on, like behind the scenes with like how they're like, filming the new season. So I'm pretty caught up. Okay, perfect. So that sets the scene for how do you feel about all of these spinoff shows? And what do you think? Like, do you, are you hopeful for next season? Or do you think season 10 was our like peak and then it's back down? 
season 10 was the peak and it's going back down. I don't think that unless Raquel fully signed on, I don't think there was a show respectfully. Um, Absolutely. I don't know if you saw it, but they were supposed to cancel the show. It was supposed to be canceled yep. after this season. Mm-hmm. This past season, which you could tell at the end, like the way Lisa was giving like her farewell speech, you can kind of tell it was about to be the end. Um, like, you know, with the whole drama stuff, they kind of edited it to make, like, edited it on top of that. Then, you know, last episode, they added on, plus the reunion. So it kind of gave life back into the show. But honestly, if Raquel's not there, I don't see anything. Like, those people are not interested enough to where I would want to watch them. And I've said this in shows, like, I want somebody to genuinely sit down and tell me what they would want to see from everybody because they're really not interesting people. Sandoval is the only person I can see coming, like I can see giving us a good show because you know, so much backlash going on. He's probably trying to grovel with everybody, like trying to grovel like, Oh, like, sorry. Katie and Ariana are interesting people as much as people would like to bring them to things. I personally don't want to see them open up a sandwich. Thank you. They don't want to see them open up the sandwich shop. That's not interesting to me. And, like, it's still not open. And I'm like, like, I just saw, like, a picture taken yesterday, and they were they were doing another tasting. And I'm like, how many Greek sandwiches are y'all eating at this point? So, like, nobody wants to see that. Katie is not an interesting person as much as people betray her. I did a, I did, I had a video going about why I dislike Katie. She's probably the most dislike for me because she's so people. <laughs> it's Schwartz. And I'm like, no. Katie is just as bad. If y'all go back to watch season one, she is terrible. She is a terrible person. Granted, Shu, I will say after the divorce, she might have had a more of a redemption season like this past time. But even still, like she was still so negative. But she's always negative. That's one thing I cannot stand about Katie. She's always negative. She always sees the bad side of certain things. Um, Ariana ain't never been interesting. She's always been a supporting cast member. People say she's the queen of the show. They're lying. Um She's not an interesting person, right? I'm, if you if you can tell me a time where she was interesting outside of this, I I will literally listen to you. <laughs> I completely agree with you. That's why I'm laughing. She's around the same age that Raquel is when she's supposedly like the worst person people have ever met. And I just think they're so similar to each other that it's laughable that everybody hates Raquel, Rachel, whatever she wants to be called now. It is, and like I call her Raquel because like. If she want to be called Raquel, we're going to call her Raquel. That's how my baby. Lala, I want people to call her Lala. Raquel, and have people call her Raquel. And like, honestly, and these people act like they did not make the same mistakes. They're her age. Like, like I know Lala during the reunion was like, oh, I was making these mistakes when I was in my 20s, James. I was young. I was in my 20s. Raquel is in the same age y'all were. Everybody has on the show has made mistakes. And that was one thing I truly hated about it because all these people act like they ain't never made no mistakes because everybody on that stage has pretty much cheated besides Katie. Not to mention, as we've just said, people can say whatever they want. The show would have been canceled without this happening. End of story, it would, period. It would have been like, Nobody on that show is worth a, a spinoff. Like, Thank let's just say, you. And like, why is Jax back? Like, why is Jax and Brittany back? They're problematic. They did three episodes on Peacock where we had to watch them rewatch the show, which honestly I kind of enjoyed, but I enjoyed <laughs> that more than them coming back. Like, I don't really want to see them back in the cast. 
I don't want to see them back in the cast. Like when they said, oh, they're going to do a spinoff. I was very confused. Then when they said it was going to be Kristen and then him and like the three. And I was like, what is the plot of the story? And then I saw where you reposted like what they were doing, like the full cast. And I was just like, <laughs> I, I, was, I was very confused because I was just like, why, why, why do we need that? That's what Lala said. She was like, it's interesting. It's a show about us, but there's three people from the show on it. And then like, I appreciate the fact that they took Jasmine and because I like her from Bachelor, but I'm also like, what is the reason? Like, I'm like, what is this about? I like the basis of a show. I don't see my, because like, I know it's only going to be eight episodes, but what, like, I just don't know. And then they're talking about Jackson's going to open up a, open up a sports bar. And like, I'm going to be honest with you, Jax does not have good business skills. And I'm going to say this again. I feel like Jax is so jealous of everybody because Lisa did not give him a chance. But Jax is so bad at business. And I can see why Lisa, like, Schwartz and Sandoval, as much as people don't like them, when it's come to business stuff, they've always trying to be, like, better to business. Like, even when they were opening Time Town with Lisa, they've always been one. They've always wanted to be involved. They always want to be creative, especially, like, with dress, the drinks. They've always wanted to be involved. They have a business mind. They just had to have the execution. Even when they were opening up their newest bar, what bar is that called? Um, Shorts and Sandy. Shorts and Sandy. Even still then, like, watching them on TV, they've been involved they want to be involved as much as they can even like when the investor was like not moving on their time they were trying to open as quick as they could and they are business-minded people and i always felt like jacks and i feel like jacks did not like them because lisa saw more potential in them than he, they, he saw than she saw in him and Jax to me is doing this like Jax is always I used to be a bartender like I used to work bar scene it was like kind of like a club Jax is always reminding me of a bar owner promoter he fits the bill of someone who owns the bar so that they can one embezzle money and two fuck every person (laughs) on staff so it makes sense to me that all of a sudden he wants to have a bar and I love that he already made like a forewarning he's like yeah this hurts most people's marriages but for me and Brittany we're planning on being pretty good during this so he's like already accepting the fact that his marriage was because he's always poor. been a piece of shit and for and poor Brittany, i just feel like she just went down the drain when she got married him like i feel like she's falling in the habits that he possesses and it's just not a good look for her in my opinion my personal opinion i just think you know because Brittany was a sweet person she was always trying to you know apologize and then when she like got into like wedding mode with him, she kind of turns to him, and it's not. It's just it looked kind of bad to me. And like I like Brittany, like I like Brittany the first season. I thought she was very nice. She's from Kentucky. I'm in Kentucky now, and I was just like, oh, like I could relate to that. Like when she was talking about like where she's from, I was like, oh, I'm right around the corner from that. Like where she got married is in the same like same town. Like I went to school, high like college in. So I was like, I know this, like Kentucky Castle. And I was just like, I hate the way that she acts and like she's yelling and she's getting as belligerent as Jax is and she's as delusional as he is too. And I honestly hate that she had to fall in that pattern just because she loved him so much. Like when he cheated on her with Faith, I feel like that should have been like the end of it. Like I like he's shown you how much you mean to him. Those recordings were so bad. I'll never forget how exploitative I felt like the recordings were for every party involved. Do you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. it wasn't Ariana the one who kind of, like, played it. Like, wasn't she not involved and Sandoval was, like, so bullshit that she... Like, I swore that she was very involved in that. Oh, I'm trying to go back. Ooh. Because I know they were, like, trying to be in the process of, like, they need to tell her. They need to tell her. Like, she needs to learn. And so, like, people were trying to support her. And it was just... 
that was just a rough time. Like I was going back because like I didn't start watching Vanderpump until the the the, the cheating scandals happened. Yeah, because I did not start because um, I don't know if you know content creators Aisha and Ricky. Like those are like any, the people I. I usually do other content with too. They were like, Aisha was like, Robert, y'all have to watch it. Like, it's so deep. And I was like, I ain't never seen it. And like, after watching the first season, I was in shock. I was like, I cannot believe that this was like, I'm. this is the first time I'm seeing this. And I'm literally texting Aisha like, is this about to happen? And, I'm, <laughs> and, and like, I'm one of those people, I don't like spoilers. Like, I'm, I'm not going to read them, but I literally have to read ahead because I'm like, did he really cheat with this girl? Or like, did he really get somebody pregnant? I'm really reading spoilers. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is insane to me. And I was just like, I can't believe that I'm actually watching this. And I can't believe I'm just discovering it. And then people were trying to compare it to Candy and the gang. And I'm like, they don't have any comparison. I agree completely. I do think that his um, marketing for his sports bar kind of reminds me of OLG. And I'm like, okay, Jax, like you're like stealing the like whatever, like down south, like mama's cooking, like they're having pawpaws <laughs> cheese there or whatever from Brittany. <laughs> Jax annoys me. Brittany puts up with too much. You're right. She He was her downfall. Um, and the fact that the show started off with them being so horrible to one another was exactly why we were watching so when people are like we don't need like terrible drama to watch like we kind of do like especially you with do. this cast like this is what we needed to, to continue to watch and like they don't ha- and they don't have the star power that they that jack thinks he possesses to be a star like people were watching to see jack's downfall not because like he bought something that like nobody else like jack you were being a liar people were watching you lie just actively lie so it's just like when he like says like oh like when he was telling like Tom like yeah guys like he was like I'm the star of the show and I'm like no you're like delusional because it's not really a star on that show like there's nobody on that show that possesses a quality that like pre- presents like stardom power like everybody's kind of like a supporting cast member like it takes multiple people to bring a show. And, like, you know, because people think, like, James is a star, Lala's a star. They're not stars. They're just supporting cast members who have to build off things. Because a star to me is somebody who can carry their own storyline by themselves. And I'm waiting for the mirror to turn back on James because, like, to me, he screams somebody who is emotionally controlling, potentially physically intimidating. Allie's body language combined with how he used to talk to Raquel, her broken nose that was so convenient, um, everything in their relationship. And people are like, people just love to like hate women. So they're like, Raquel would have came forward a long time ago if she was abused. Not true. In fact, women rarely just come forward um, and accuse their abuser publicly. So... I would like for the mirror to be turned back at James. If if Jack's being on the show turns the mirror back at him and gets him to shut the fuck up about how great of a husband he is, father, then fine. I'm, I'm down to see them uh, like rise and burn. I'm down for that. And like James, and like uh, and James gets away with so much because due to what has happened at the time, like I feel like people skirted around the, the, the fact that James sexually assaulted a woman at the little bar when Sandoval was telling the story about when they went to the casino and he got kicked out because he slapped the girls behind. They casually skipped over it because it was just like, oh, going back to the Raquel situation. And, and like, I'm going to be honest with you. If you've seen the show, the Raquel situation wasn't as bad as you thought. People were just like, oh, it's because it was her best friend and like, y'all. It, best it, it friend where? Like, I feel it like that's not best. But the two of them were not best friends either. Like, uh, 
Like what? Ariana was the only girl who didn't publicly say to Raquel's face, like, you're a dumb bitch and we think that you shouldn't be here. Like that makes them best friends. Like I know that Ariana took up for her, but. um, In a lot of situations. But it was just like, like, I feel like best friends is a stretch for anybody on the show other than Sandoval and um, Schwartz. If, if we're comparing best friends to anybody, I feel like they were the only people on the show that's kind of been best friends. Everybody else has been friends, best friends when it's convenient for the TV show. Agreed. So because we're getting towards the end, I'm going to save, I'm going to have you back on my show. Like I would love to have you back on for us to deep dive solely into Real Housewives of Atlanta. But since we're talking about Raquel, I want to end with if you're her PR, like what are you going to do? Like what would be your strategy in this? Honestly, at this point, I felt like she got two options. She only had two options. When she left, like, if she wanted to be on the show, either she had to be a villain or she had to come back humble as a lamb that her and Tom are not together no more. I would either play the cards like, oh, like, I didn't know I was being manipulated. Like, I, I would play that. Like, you know, we've seen from the show that how he's being manipulated. I feel like at that situation, he kind of bull bullshitted me and told me lies and like that's why you know I kind of fell for the okie doke and I, you know I would be like that I'd be a little more compassionate because a lot of people's problem with Raquel is that she didn't apologize so if she want to go back into a point apologize even though she did apologize I don't think she would mean it like I'm just being honest um but either she can go in that part or she could have came back on the show as a super villain mm-hmm. she should have came like a different hair color she would have came like because I, I know like she hasn't signed a contract she hasn't filmed anything but I would wait half point. I would make sure my money's right. I would like, for example, I would have had her come as a villain at the something hat, something about her um, um, sandwich tasting. And like, I feel like Raquel did not play her cards right because she could have really been a villain for real if she played. But like, she's so timid and like, you know, her words don't come out, don't come together as like fast as I want them to. Like, if she was in a school of shade from Phaedra and Nene she would be like unstoppable because she really like she, she just like she'll say something and she'll be like oh like when um the whole oliver situation happened and she was like um while i was like if i was with a man like i would never trust him to be around you and she was like well good thing you don't have a boyfriend i was like raquel say it from stand the it. Front, like fucking stand, stand, on, in it. Stand, stand in it and then like when her and katie got into it and she was like uh i'm like raquel please go off like you have so much potential like she has so much potential to be like a super villain and honestly at that point i would honestly just play the super villain role like at the um at the reunion she should have went and held his hand she should have kissed him on the cheek she should she should have been a i love it <laughs> she should have been a menace to society on that reunion i'm like yes. Raquel, you're not playing a car and then she was like oh like i feel bad like baby do not feel bad if you don't feel bad that's one of my, my models if you don't feel bad don't feel bad like please don't force somebody to apologize like you don't have to force yourself to apologize if you don't mean it Oh my God. I honestly, I like the second option better. Like while I feel like option one is more like how she feels resentful. I feel like she got trapped in the LA scene of having to be entertaining of seeking male validation of coming from pageant world, having no confidence, like drinking so much. I can see how you easily come into. And actually, because I think she was in Okay, I'm back. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Because I thought she was in an abusive relationship, I feel like she's in her. she was in her villain era. Like, I feel like it was like, I'm going to do what I want to do. If it hurts your feelings, fuck it. I'm going to fuck who I want. If he makes me feel good, it, make, it makes me feel good. So I feel like that's what's actually happening, but I would like to see her 
lean into the villain. She saw, and I really hated like that she slept with Rock, like that she slept with Tom out of everybody because I'm like, Raquel really had so much potential to be the next it girl because she's young. <laughs> she's like, granted, you, you know, a lot of the time she's taken up in a relationship was with James. Mm-hmm. So now that she's single, she can date who she wants to. She can go out, have a good time, you know, and really not think second of it, you know, have, enjoy her time. I also think she's like, in, like interesting enough to where if she had her own set of friends outside of the group, because like I think I think she was kind of set up in a bad position because like she was really friends with nobody in that group because everybody hated James, which everybody led to hating Raquel because even though she like had nothing to do with anything, it just led to her. Um, it led to her not being liked. Oh my gosh, did it go on me again? Yeah, but I can hear you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, like I feel like she had so much potential, but like her sleeping with Sandoval really like messed that up. But now you gotta play with the cards with you're dealt with. I agree. I agree completely. I would love to see and then that's what I'm like. You can't let Allie take your shine, Raquel. Like, Allie's going to be the next it girl because they're setting her up for it. She's young. She's with James. She's pretty, whatever. So if you don't want that to happen, you need to come back in, like, guns blazing and figuratively, obviously. So And I feel like Allie will never reach full potential as long as she's with James. Um, Agreed. Because I feel, like, I feel like she has to be his mom in certain situations, like – like she doesn't get like she really cares but like at this point like like when he would go off because she would never say nothing like she would just walk off like when he would because why would somebody that you're with be comfortable talking to Raquel like the way he did like oh you were kissing like Sandoval at the pool like he's supposed to be focused on your relationship and yes. then when James got then when James got triggered about the whole like um when like Schwartz said um something about when they was at the beach and Schwartz the was proposal. Saying, Yes, he was like, "Oh, it was, is it bigger than um, Raquel?" And and like he got so triggered by that, and then she yep. just walked away. And I'm like, "She should, as long as she's with James, I feel like she'll never reach full potential." And then like the way she was acting at the reunion, I just it was just something weird about that. Agreed. And a lot of people do think that Allie, you know, is kind of smart and like placing herself with James is like a stepping stone to getting on the show permanently. And I can kind of yeah. see that, but either way. And, like, I'm here for it. Like, if he lets you do that and if that happens and if James is no longer relevant but Allie is, by James, like, you're – well, you pick, like, one line and then you, like, repeat it a hundred times. So I'm down okay. for him to be gone as well, sort of. But, honestly, I just wanted to go back to people who were actually working at Lisa Vanderpump's restaurants because I've just – it was just a lot more interesting then. Agreed. Like when, it started, like when people started buying houses, it's kind of when it got downhill, when everybody wants to be like an own entrepreneur and stuff like that. I enjoy yeah. watching the people struggle. Like you're in apartments, like roommating with a bunch of people. You ain't got a lot of money. Like y'all can barely afford to go down to the shore. You know, you know, y'all, know like a little, y'all can only go to Lake Tahoe and, you know, y'all struggling. Like y'all staying with people just because y'all ain't got the money to really afford anything else. I enjoyed that. I, I enjoyed the struggle of the show. Then I feel like now everybody's kind of gotten to like big time where like, you know, you get a little fame and you got a little cloud and you act like you don't know nobody or where you came from. That's why I, I think. I'm I sorry, go ahead. I, I, I would have loved to reboot. Like I would have loved the Vanderpump Rules reboot. Hopefully they'll do it and like it'll be back to staff. Like, because I think a reboot of her staff in Vegas could be very good. I, I, I see potential in that. 
but she she does have a show about like her staff at her French villa. Mm-hmm. So I'm interested to see how that plays. But I like I like when people have to work for their money. Like when Brittany had to come from Kentucky and she, yeah, she couldn't get a job yes. at Sir and she had to go work at Hooters. Like that yes. was real. That's that was real TV. Like she had to do that because she had to. Pay. There was bills she had to pay. All of it, like once I feel the same way with keeping up with the Kardashians and why I loved the start of the show. And then as soon as they had it, it was no longer relatable or like fun to watch, especially latest seasons, like on Hulu. Like it's just so far from being relatable that I don't care. Like they're too wealthy. It's too excessive, but I like seeing the struggle and the relatability and the grit. So I agree. And it is. And I think that's what makes reality show reality. Um, I feel like, you know, you get to a certain point and like things just kind of fade off. Like now I just don't feel like it's really a reality show. I feel like it's manufactured. Everything is just not authentic. That's why I feel like a lot of these shows have to be rebooted to bring people in that are new. Like Atlanta needs to be rebooted. Beverly Hills is making it so that Orange County probably needs to be rebooted. Um, All of them. Agreed. Everybody's, and I think, you know, Miami's fine where it is because, like, they got a new cast member. And it's doing pretty well. So I just think it's one of those things where you have to continue to reboot. You got to continue to bring people in because you lose authenticity the longer you keep certain people on the cast. Agreed. Completely. And next time that we get on an episode, we'll deep dive Atlanta and kind of, like, how that happened, like, during yes. the seasons. And that you know, a lot to talk about there. <laughs> Exactly. Um, so before we go, let's plug where people can find you so they can follow you and keep up with everything. Yes. I, oh, I literally lost my train of thought. Um, I think my TikTok is Robert Buckman. I'm pretty sure. It is. Um, yes. It's really because I never really say it out loud. And then my Instagram is the official Robert Buckman. I really don't post any of my reality show content. That's just my personal life stuff. So if you want to follow me, you follow me there. Um, kind of boring but everything anything entertaining is on tiktok so just follow me at robert buckman don't forget to follow him it's so good your tiktoks are so good you're on top of it they're fun to watch they're not too long i always agree with what you say and even when i don't it's still fun to watch so and and i'm I'm gonna have you back on Yes. And hopefully, I'm and like I'm going to be like I'm like because I'm I'm in my my hiatus season. Like I've kind of taken a break, but I will be restarting when the new season of The Ultimatum drops August twenty third. So I will be back full time on TikTok, and then Love Is Blind comes out next month. So I'll kind of be back to posting because like right now I've been posting movie content, which is just stuff to fill in the um the gaps. But yeah, I will be back at the end of the month after a long break. And I can't wait to talk about those shows with you. So we'll end with that, plugging the shows. I'm glad you said the dates too, because I didn't realize it was so close.